It's Monday, July 31st. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Wright Report, your daily news podcast. I've got three briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. And today we've got three briefs all focused on China, and here's why. First, there was an alarming discovery over the weekend of a Chinese-owned laboratory in California with vials of HIV, COVID, and malaria. I'll explain how the secret lab shows how unprotected we are. Second, Beijing has embedded a new type of dangerous malware in America's computer systems with the ability to shut down water, power, and communication systems. I'm going to tell you what we know. Third, China is operating likely Intel bases inside of America in some of the most unlikely places, folks, like Omaha, Nebraska, St. Louis, Missouri, and Salt Lake City, Utah. I've got those details coming up. Later, we close out the podcast with my reflections on what these three briefs mean and what would my counsel be to you if you were the president and I were your CIA director. But first, let's get to our first brief of the morning. Authorities have discovered an illegal laboratory in California owned by a Chinese national that was filled with vials of deadly pathogens, and it was found by accident. And that tells you how secure you and America are this morning. But before we dive into that analysis and opinion, let's talk about the facts and data this morning as reported by the New York Sun, NBC News, and local press. So back in March, a building inspector came upon a warehouse in Reedley, California, which is about 200 miles north of Los Angeles. Now, interestingly, this building inspector was not there because of a complaint or a concern. She just had a standard check of the building to ensure compliance. Well, she saw a garden hose that was sticking out of one of the walls and draining uh, out back. Well, that was illegal. So she got the city to authorize a search warrant to go inside to see what was going on. Well, once they opened up the doors to this warehouse, these inspectors were shocked. Over 1,000 mice and rats were locked up in various cages, 200 of which were already dead. There were also vials of what looked like human blood, plus other substances. There were also 30 refrigerators and freezers with a variety of mysterious packages inside. Well, quite quickly, they called in state and federal health officials to include the CDC, which tested these vials and have just discovered, in fact, over the weekend, that indeed it was human blood, plus at least 20 different viruses and bacteria and parasites on premises. That, by the way, includes viruses and bacteria and parasites such as HIV, type of herpes, COVID, E. coli, malaria, and others. So the owner of this laboratory is the Nevada-based firm called Prestige Biotech. The company's president is a Chinese national named Xu Quin Yao, who, when investigators asked him about this illegal laboratory, well, apparently he was pretty tight-lipped, not exactly forthcoming with information. What he did say, however, is that the material at this warehouse actually belongs to a bankrupt company called Universal Meditech, based out of Fresno, California. But beyond that, this Mr. Yao hasn't said much of anything. Court documents say that Mr. Yao has listed a series of addresses for himself and his company, which were either went back to vacant buildings or enterprises back in China. Regardless, Mr. Yao and his operation are now under state criminal investigation. While, as you would expect, local authorities have said this, quote, some of our federal partners have active investigations going on, too, 
end quote. So that's the latest out of California on this illegal Chinese laboratory. Let me now pivot to my analysis and opinion, talking to you all about two things. First, I want you to focus on how this secret Chinese-run laboratory full of deadly viruses and bacteria and parasites, how it was found, right? It was not by the FBI, not by the CIA, not even by some sort of industrious state investigator. No, it was a local building inspector doing some standard work and saw a weird garden hose. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a failure. And here's why. As I have shared with you before, the FBI opens up an investigation into a China-related concern every 10 hours of every day, 365 days a year. And as I've shared with you, there aren't enough special agents to do all of that. They are overwhelmed. Second, I want us to remember that Chinese nationals, either in the United States or anywhere in the world, they have to do exactly what they are told by Beijing. It's a national law that they can be compelled to do as they are told by the Communist Party, the Intel Service, or the Chinese military. So whoever this Mr. Yao is, we know that he, one, had deadly pathogens, that two, if directed by Beijing, he would use them on the American people. By Chinese law, he has to. He has no choice. Or if he refuses, as we have seen in other cases, his family or friends back in China end up hurt, jailed, or killed. So if we put all this together, what does that get you? Well, I think it gets you a national security nightmare. And it feels to me a lot like those months and years before 9-11. All right, when we knew we had a very big risk, a big X on our backs by the radical Islamists, and our government was dilly-dallying, right? And a whole bunch of people died, ladies and gentlemen, because of that government failure, that dilly-dallying. So this is my bottom line. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not protected against Chinese threats. And your, your federal government fundamentally are not taking this idea or this concern seriously. Before we move on, one last thing. It's interesting to me that this lab had malaria. And I say that because last month, the CDC issued a warning that for the first time in 20 years, we had homegrown malaria cases in Florida and Texas. Now, is there a connection between that and this laboratory in California? Well, that is what I hope federal investigators are exploring this morning, because I'll tell you, I suspect that this is not just an isolated incident. I don't think that there is just one lab that the Chinese nationals are operating in California. I would bet that there are more of these things all around the country. In fact, I think I would guarantee it. More to come. With that, let's move on to our second brief of the morning, still focused on China, folks. And that's because over the weekend, media outlets, including the New York Times, Fox News and CNN, all reported that Chinese hackers have embedded a new sort of aggressive computer virus inside of America's systems that control water, power and communication systems to at least U.S. military bases. And I say at least because these utility systems also provide basic services to local civilian communities, too. And that raises the question about how far this malware has spread and once activated, who the ultimate victims would be. So here's what we know about this new malware, which was discovered last May. That's when Microsoft realized that someone had gotten access to systems in Guam, which, of course, is home to major U.S. military installations of the U.S. Air Force and the Marine Corps. Well, as investigations got underway, sources with the U.S. Congress, military, and intel community have all said that this malware was actually installed not in May, but over a year ago, 
and it was embedded well beyond just Guam. In fact, the assumption is that the malware is in systems all throughout the United States. Plus, you, uh, those utility companies that support U.S. military bases abroad as well. Well, officials are saying that the full extent of this uh, computer virus isn't known because of how sophisticated the malware is. In other words, there could be hundreds more utilities out there that have been compromised, but they just don't know it. And that has led to emergency briefings of U.S. governors, as well as utility operators, as well as apparently some foreign leaders all being briefed on this new threat. So this raises the question or a series of questions, of course, one of them being the purpose of this malware, or as one senior Biden official said, quote, what exactly are the Chinese preparing to use this on? End quote. Well, the most likely scenarios currently being considered by the White House are either one, to degrade U.S. military's ability to respond if China invades Taiwan, or two, to trigger a panic inside the United States amongst the American people by shutting down our water and power and communication systems, such that as this anarchy and rioting was happening, we and our government would be too busy and occupied to respond to any invasion of China, of course, invading Taiwan. So for what it's worth, the uh, deputy director of the NSA explained earlier this month that we are going to be seeing more of these types of malware in our critical systems. He said, quote, in the earlier days, China's cyber operations were very noisy and very rudimentary. But now they have continued to bring resources, sophistication and mass to their game. So the sophistication of the Chinese continues to increase, end quote. So those are the facts and data this morning of how our utility systems are compromised all around America and around the world, plus how the U.S. government is choosing to respond. Let me now pivot to my analysis and opinion. So building on the first brief that I gave you, ladies and gentlemen, I want to be very clear about something. To emphasize, your government does not have a handle on this threat. To be fair, some elements are trying, and to a degree, they're having some success, but again, they're overwhelmed, right? We have a China case opened up every 10 hours of every day. Plus, if we step back and we're fair, regardless of partisan politics, we've got a government that is full of bureaucrats and politicians who don't take this threat seriously, including those who actually have taken cash from the communist regime. Case in point, last week, Mr. Hunter Biden confirmed to a judge in Delaware that he got hundreds of thousands of dollars from a communist-backed company, which, of course, contradicts statements made by his father, Joe Biden, who has said repeatedly that neither he nor his family have ever made any money off of the communist regime. So as ever, what this means, ladies and gentlemen, is I think one of two things. First, the upcoming election is perhaps one of the most critical, certainly in my life, maybe in yours as well. Because whoever we choose to run the White House and Congress, they will dictate the future of this nation with a threat out of Beijing that is unlike any we have ever seen before. Second, and in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we need to prepare and protect our families. Previously, I've offered to you all that we need to prepare to have emergency supplies of things like food and water and power and medicines. And if you don't have a firearm, my goodness, you should properly train yourself on how to use one. You know, get to that local range and practice and be prepared to defend yourselves. Because what we know now this morning is China is probably infusing this malware into our utility systems to create chaos. 
And if they do that, that's going to make the BLM riots of 2020 look like a, a walk in the park. And I don't mean to be alarmist, ladies and gentlemen, but the facts and data make clear that we are in a lot of trouble with this threat and we are way behind the eight ball in addressing it. In fact, based on my 20 plus years of experience in national security, this threat in this moment is far bigger and far more grave than the days before 9-11 and radical Islam. So that's why I'm going to continue to bring you details on these various threats from China with actually one more possible solution for us to consider after this next brief on China. And with that, let's get to it. The Chinese Communist Party is operating what are likely intelligence bases all throughout the United States. That is the finding of an exclusive report out from something called the Daily Caller, plus a reporter uh, at the Daily Caller, uh, Daily Caller rather, that I spoke with last week about his investigation and his findings. So I would tell you that it's from an article that is entitled, quote, Chinese Intel Arm Quietly Operates Service Centers in Seven U.S. Cities, end quote. So I would encourage you to find that article and read it thoroughly for yourselves. But let me summarize what I discovered by talking with this reporter and having an extended conversation with him about his work. And let's start with this. If you live in Houston, Texas, Omaha, Nebraska, St. Paul, Minnesota, Salt Lake City, Utah, St. Louis, Missouri, Charlotte, North Carolina, or San Francisco, California, if you live there or you have friends or loved ones who do, well, I have some bad news for you. You share a home with likely Chinese spy bases. Now, what they are up to, no one's quite sure. As reported by the Daily Caller, these cities host a Chinese-backed set of nonprofits that contain something that is called an Overseas Chinese Service Center, or OCSC. Now, according to officials in Beijing, the Communist Party, these OCSCs are simply in these cities to promote Chinese culture and assist Chinese citizens living abroad. In fact, the communist government said in a statement that these OCSCs are staffed by, quote, warm-hearted volunteers and have no affiliation with any Chinese agency, end quote. Well, what we know this morning is that is not true. The OCSCs report to something called the United Front Working Department, or UFWD, which the U.S. government has previously characterized as a member of the Chinese intelligence services. So, what are these Chinese spies doing in places like Omaha or Salt Lake City? Well, again, we're not entirely sure, but at a minimum, it appears that first, these centers engage in covert influence or propaganda. Second, they are likely also connected to Beijing's efforts to, well, kidnap dissidents on U.S. soil or coerce Chinese citizens to get them to do whatever they want them to do. Because again, Chinese law says that all Chinese citizens, no matter where in the world they may be, have to do Beijing's bidding. The final purpose of these spy bases is almost certainly to collect intel on local targets. So, for instance, I mentioned Omaha, Nebraska. Well, just outside of Omaha is Offutt Air Force Base. That is home to STRATCOM, which, to just sort of put this plainly, that is the headquarters of America's nuclear arsenal. So those are the facts and data this morning, ladies and gentlemen, about China operating likely intel bases all throughout America from the heartland to the coasts. Now, before I offer you my analysis and opinion, frankly, on all three briefs, actually, let me take our first break of the morning. So I sure hope you enjoy the following messages from our sponsoring partners, remembering that if you don't hear my voice telling you about a product or a service, then I do not endorse it. We'll be right back. 
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome back to The Right Report with my analysis and opinion on that last brief that I gave you about the likely Chinese spy bases. Although, you know, let's take a step back for a minute. Let me just offer you my general counsel and advice about all three briefs this morning. And this is coming from somebody who has spent a good part of his life focused on this threat coming out of China. So what I hope that you all have taken away from this morning's right report with that first news out of, of California with that secret laboratory or that second brief on the new Chinese computer virus that attacks our water, power and communication systems or the third brief on Chinese nonprofits who are actually operating likely spy bases in places like Nebraska and Minnesota and beyond. Well, what I hope is that you take these briefs and you understand that they're not only a way to inform you about the threat, but also to help you and your families prepare, for instance, to, to get those emergency kits together. Now, as ever, you all don't have to take this counsel or my advice. Perhaps that uh, some of you believe that I'm being a touch alarmist. Maybe some folks, uh, folks out there uh, share the view of uh, Mr. Biden or his White House or others in D.C., Republicans too, that instead of decoupling from China, instead of treating this risk with a degree of alarm, that rather we need to just de-risk the relationship, whatever that means. And in fact, I have gotten some emails from folks saying that we should do this, that decoupling from China would be irresponsible. And fair enough, you know, reasonable people can disagree. But for folks who view that my advice or counsel, my experience, uh, causes a degree of, of reasonable alarm, well, I'd like to offer you one more solution. And this one is political, strategic. So stepping back, we don't have enough people in this country, the FBI or elsewhere, to tackle each of these threats. I've covered that repeatedly. And instead, I think that we've reached a point of crisis. If I could use a medieval analogy, the hordes of attackers have breached the wall and they are inside the city. And if you share that view that we don't have the luxury of taking on these uh, threats on an individual or unique basis, and then instead we have a massive deluge of crises of people climbing that wall. Well, the solution is political. It's strategic. And it's one that if you were the president and I was your CIA director, I would give you this information and counsel on next steps. First, I would direct the U.S. State Department to evacuate all personnel out of China within the next 72 hours. Then you would hold a press conference notifying all Chinese citizens in the United States who hold U.S. visas that they have 72 hours to leave the country or they will be detained by the U.S. military. Meanwhile, you encourage U.S. businessmen to leave China as soon as possible as the U.S. government is no longer able to look after their interests or well-being. And then you brief the American people and you're candid with them, perhaps for one of the first times in many years on this threat, on this issue, on this country. And you tell them that the next six months to a year are probably going to be pretty tough depending on how China responds. Indeed, we could have supply chain disruptions. That shouldn't be true. 
We should have learned our lesson through the COVID pandemic, but clearly we didn't. And so now it's time to bite the bullet. We've got to face a lot of very tough consequences. One of them is to revive and reshore American manufacturing. And and that's happening. And that, that tells us that we can do it. We have to do it. It's now a matter of national survival. Meanwhile, we have to have a very quiet back-channel conversation with Canada and Mexico, all based on a brief that I gave you back on July 25th. To refresh our memories, Chinese companies are bypassing American tariffs and setting up operations in Mexico. And so that means that these companies are going to have to be ejected from Mexico. And if our friends in Canada and uh, Mexico City refuse, well, then I would advise that we use more quiet covert actions, operations to deal with those companies and those Chinese operators to remove them if the Mexican authorities refuse to do so. Finally, I would encourage you to have a private call with President Xi if you were president this morning, and I would tell you to offer him a very clear warning. America, as the old cliche goes, we have a new sheriff in town, and we have a new principle of how to deal with Chinese attacks. We can call it five to one. For every dollar of damage that Beijing causes the United States, right? for every piece of malware that they plant, we will respond with five times the damage or the cost. So as an example, if Beijing steals $100 million worth of our intellectual property, we are going to steal or otherwise destroy $500 million of Chinese value anywhere in the world, by the way, at a time and a place of our choosing. And we should further define to President Xi exactly what we're talking about. It's not just computer hacks or them stealing our intellectual property, although that is certainly a part of it. We're also talking about fentanyl chemicals being shipped to Mexico. And those spy bases or these secret laboratories with possible bioweapons, none of it. It all has to stop or be removed. And if Beijing does any of it, five to one response. So that would be my counsel to you, ladies and gentlemen, because to me, this moment in history feels a lot like the one, again, in the months and years before the 9-11 attacks, because back then, all of the lights were flashing red. And then, as now, our government is not responding with any real sense of urgency or crisis. There is no real leadership that is being communicated to any of us. And because of that, because of that failure of leadership, if we get hit, Right. In other words, the scenario is if China invades Taiwan and in order to distract or disrupt us, they use, say, a bio attack against America or they shut off our utilities and they cause anarchy or Beijing launches sabotage operations from inside the U.S. with their spy bases. Then I promise you that the fallout of that, well, that is going to put us in a place where we will regret not doing more now. Although I should say not all of us will regret it. Not people with wealth and power because they will have backup plans or and then and their kids aren't going to be shipped off to war. They are going to be fine. But not the rest of us. The rest of us normal folks will bear the burden of our government's inaction and poor leadership. So ladies and gentlemen, as ever, that's why I encourage you all to prepare now from those emergency kits to of equal importance, organizing friends and family to get to the polls next year. We need to make sure that we elect people who understand the severity of this threat and start acting like it. Because as for me, this issue of China will be my number one issue when I step into that voter booth. And I will vote like my country depends on it because next year, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, it most certainly does. 
And with that, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.